helped defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Family Life International presents Father Nicholas Grace of the Institute of the Incarnate Word. To learn more about the Institute, go to www.ive.org. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not be lost, but may have eternal life. For God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but so that through him the world might be saved. No one who believes in him will be condemned, but whoever refuses to believe is condemned already because he has refused to believe in the name of God's only Son. This is the Gospel of the Lord. A silly illustration, but one that's necessary for a difficult topic. Once upon a time, there was a place called Flatland Children, and in Flatland, Mr. Square was walking along one day. This is a two-dimensional world. Boring place. Mr. Square met someone, though, that changed his life forever. He bumped into a person that called himself Mr. Sphere. And Mr. Sphere said he came from a different place, from space land, which was three-dimensional. Mr. Square had no experience of a three-dimensional world whatsoever. He couldn't fathom what he was talking about in any way. But he believed him. Mr. Sphere was a nice chap and he believed him. He was convincing. But later on, talking to other inhabitants of Flatland, Mr. Square was taken to be a crazy person because they had no experience whatsoever of a three-dimensional world that he was talking about. This is a silly illustration, but... It's not that different to where we find ourselves if we try to think about and imagine the Holy Trinity. Because the Holy Trinity is a multi-dimensional being. And we have no experience of this. Human beings are one person. But God is three persons. We have no experience of this. So the only way we can try and conceive it is through illustrations. St. Patrick used the shamrock. Sometimes we use the triangle or other geometric shapes. But these are very basic, finite illustrations attempting to explain the infinite God. There's only so far you can go. So for this reason, if we can take one step further and understand one more thing about the Holy Trinity today, this homily will have been a success. To keep it simple, I'd simply like to say what the Holy Trinity most certainly is not and something to do with what it is. Two points. First, the Holy Trinity is not what heresies claim it to be. Just remember what a heresy is. It's when an opinion or a doctrine is presented which is contrary to the Holy Scripture and the dogmas of the Church. 
For example, if the scripture says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and then the word came and dwelt amongst us, Jesus. If someone says Jesus isn't God, that's a heresy, because it goes against what the scripture said. There's heresies regards the Trinity. Three of them I'm going to tell you now, so we'll get an idea of what the Trinity is not. First, tritheism. Theos means God. So it's three Godism. These characters said that there were three gods. The Father is God, is a God. The Son is a God. The Spirit is a God. Three separate gods, three spheres of influence. Incorrect. Another heresy, modalism. This says that God is one person, not three. One person who manifests himself in different modes at different moments of history. First he showed the face of the Father. Then the mode is the Son with the Incarnation. After the Ascension into Heaven, the mode is the Holy Spirit. A lot of people thought this was a reasonable idea. But the problem is this. The Holy Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, would never exist all at the same time. Just different moments in different modes. It are incorrect. Finally, subordinationism and Arianism. These people claim that though the Son and the Holy Spirit are greater than men and more glorious than angels, they're inferior to God the Father. They're subordinated to God the Father. Incorrect. Theory 1, theory 2, theory 3. Why? Scripture. I am in the Father and the Father is in me. It is the Father dwelling in me who works. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. I and my Father are one. These and many other texts are what we found our faith in the Trinity on. That's something about what the Trinity is not. What is the Holy Trinity like? I have an introduction here and an explanation. Introduction. Terms. Three terms we need to be a little bit familiar with. Being. Nature. Person. Attention now, because this is difficult stuff, Stephen. Being. What is a being? Anything that exists. Anything that exists is a being and has being. Nature. What is a nature? A nature is something. What something is. What is that being over there? It's a rock. What is that being? It's a potato. Etc. A person though, what's that? Every being has a nature, but not every being is a person. A person is a someone, an I, an individual. A person is an intelligent being. You see the difference between the three? Explanation. What does this have to do with God and the Trinity? Here's the golden point. The Holy Trinity do not differ in what they are, in nature, God, but in who they are, 
Who are they? Who is the Father? The Creator. Who is the Son? The Redeemer. He who came down for our sake and for our salvation. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Sanctifier. The Holy Spirit is He who can make us holy, ready for heaven. Again, they do not differ in who they are, in, they differ in who they are, but not what they are. God. Each is not a God. Each is God. One God, three persons. This is a mystery not only difficult for the critics, the unbelievers, but also the believers. It's difficult not only for the simple people, but for the greatest minds in the church. I told you the story before of the great doctor of the church, St. Augustine. He wrote a 15-volume book on the Holy Trinity. He struggled with it most of his life. And in the course of writing this book, he found himself one day thinking, contemplating, walking along the beach, struggling with this mystery. When he saw a little boy playing in the sand, the little boy was going from sand to sea, sea to sand, with a bucket in his hand. There was a hole in the sand. Augustine said to him, little boy, what are you doing with the bucket there? I'm going to put the sea, I'm going to put the ocean into the hole. Eh, little boy, that's impossible. The ocean is great and vast, and your hole is small, insignificant. Yes, sir, in the same way, you cannot put the infinite trinity, God, in your tiny little finite brain. Ding! The little boy disappeared. St. Augustine recounts and tells us that it was in this experience, this mercy of God, that he was able to have peace didn't need to worry about it. He was never going to fully and completely understand the infinite God, the infinite Trinity in his finite brain. To keep things a little bit easier and to conclude this today, the scripture tells us God is love. So we should make the rational conclusion. If God is eternal, and existed forever, with no beginning or no end. And God is love. Before he created all of us, he must have had somebody to love. When we love, when a man and woman love, very often the result is the creation of another person. Little Johnny or little Lulu. When God the Father and God the Son love, the result is not the creation of a new person, that love is another person, the Holy Spirit. This is our Catholic faith. It's a faith not maintaining three gods, but one God who is three persons. The Son is not the Father. The Father is not the Son. The Holy Spirit is neither the Father nor the Son, but the Spirit of them both. This is our Catholic faith. It's a tremendous mystery, but it is not based on the opinions of men. It's based on this, God's own word. It is a faith that doesn't fluctuate or change according to fashions and trends.
It's a faith which comes from those people who are closest to Jesus Christ. From their teaching and their testimony. The apostles. The mystery of the Holy Trinity is the most difficult of all. So friends, I'll ask you. Pray for me, your priest, who struggled in an effort to try and think about how to illustrate it. Pray for yourselves, that you might just a wee bit more understand it. And pray for perhaps the wee ones, who one day, you yourselves, might just have to explain it. So, for this and all our efforts to know, love and serve God a little bit more, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Mm-hmm.